Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest and tell you what we think about them. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs numerous times. And I'm your co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. Mira, I have good news. Yay! Um, with this being our 22nd episode, that means that this episode is right in the middle of uh, this year's Eurovision podcast uh, lineup. Oh my god, we are we're halfway, halfway through. through. Yeah. We're only halfway through? I know, it's a really weird feeling because it's kind of like, okay, I've, I've heard all there is. There are no yeah. more new songs. I've I've, whole, I've heard all the songs ever made. Well, you haven't, because there's, uh, there's 22 more to go, actually. God. Uh, I mean, I'm including this and that. There's, there are 42 songs in this year's contest, uh, but we will be talking about 43 of them, of course. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, because we've already listened to Russia, and Russia will not be participating in the end. Because they're... Whiny babies. Sort of. We've listened to 21 songs, and now that we're halfway through, I think it's the right moment to ask you how you're feeling about, you know, the lineup so far. What is your overall impression? I mean, there's a couple of songs I feel really good about, um, but then there's just songs that don't really interest me. I'm sure I felt like this last year as well. This is this is Eurovision again. This is mid two thousands Eurovision for the fifteenth year in a row. Then when I, when you get something like Italy or I mean something like fucking uh, Lithuania. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not like harkening back to what some gay people. <laughs> To what some people want Eurovision to be, now listen, or think I, Eurovision, sh- yeah. or think sh- Eurovision should be. Now listen, I don't think it's uh, not done to say that a large portion of the Eurovision fandom are gay men. No, that's true. But I'm wondering if if the songs we've listened to so far are really that gay. Eurovision is so. It seems like like it's synonymous with gay culture for a lot of people and it's all about about being uh, uh, you know about gay people love it gay people celebrate it and gay people are like yay Eurovision and it's camp and I get it but it's also often, just been very important historically yeah, to gay culture absolutely. in Europe and that's a very very good thing it's just that often I don't know if that's fully reflected in in the range of songs that is presented I think there is still a certain heteronormativity. That's because it's a mainstream event. Exactly, and that's that. I mean, that's the interesting sort of that's duality why of Eurovision. Hate Eurovision because it's a mainstream event that yet is still associated with gay people. It's it, Eurovision hate is homophobia. It's a very radical thing to say, but I've been saying it for I, the better part of two years now. I agree about that. See, I think very, I think very often like the queerness of it comes down to sort of self-empowerment anthems. 
of uh, and and doesn't move much beyond that often. There's yeah, a lot of like, and I mean, I loved Conchita, and that was oh, fuck, very yeah. strong, very powerful. But I'm, in the end, I mean, that was not so much an empowerment anthem as an anthem of like I'm overcoming people saying shit, and it's not. Like, oh, you are beautiful. We're all beautiful. As if that needs to, you know, as if, like, it would be, yeah. You would be normal to assume that it's the other way around. Conchita's was, was like, an actual story that had personal resonance as well. Like, it felt like, you know, it felt like a, a song Yeah, story. it was a strong song, but I feel like um, what, what happens a lot is generic, weak, poppy self-empowerment songs get really like hyped up Uh, yeah um while songs that are actually um deep and personal involving women are are kind of just left behind in the dust it's it's the whole thing of like gay men are still men and they like women when they say something that relates to them, but when it's something that's about women, they don't care. What I was trying to get at mostly is that um, despite the sort of assumption that Eurovision is is so gay, uh, you don't see that many openly gay participants or songs that have like an explicitly gay queer coding oh that's true there's there are some that can get very popular but it's still not the rule i mean like and and in general it's also far more popular with gay men than it is with gay women and you see if, if there are openly gay performers they are mostly gay men and not gay women I would love to see some more gay women in Eurovision. Okay, not not today. As um, a as as a, a as a bisexual woman, seeing some representation in my Eurovision that way makes me feel less like Eurovision is not f- made for me. Well, not well, like the Eurovision community is not for me. Because you do most of the posting and most yeah. of the yeah, absolutely. the community stuff. And I've got, you know, some friends who are really into Eurovision. Um, but I am going to steer clear of like the comment section or the Reddit or anything. Not just because I don't want to be spoiled, but because I don't feel very welcome that's like gay men and people who think gay men should get out of eurovision so i'm not i don't feel welcome there well i mean with that i think it's time to talk about today's country and song um and it's it's uh it's interesting especially when you think of what they brought to us last year we're going to be talking about montenegro oh no i don't want to Okay. Um, well, no, I do want to. Montenegro last year sent the worst, most nasty song I've ever fucking heard, and I hate them. And they, uh, and I think they were closer to making it out of their semifinal than Greta Salome for Iceland was. So I don't really, I, Fuck off. I really don't want to talk about that I, bullshit because so it was mad. it was just really unpleasant. 
Um, and and that song um, was so uh, rapey. Yeah, it, I wanted to say it feeds on like that kind of male aggression type male dominance and asserting their power in a weird, uh, yeah, unpleasant, bad way, which feels very rapey. Um, and it, it's almost as if they're like, okay, that's that's too straight. Let's gay it up. So if you had any fears at all that Eurovision this year was going to be a bit heteronormative, then forget about it, because Montenegro is pulling out all the stops. The representative for Montenegro is Slavko Kalezic, and his song is called Space. I like space. Yes, we've also we've also talked about that last year. You are into space. I really like space. Did you see the the picture of the black hole? It's dope as hell. I didn't see that. When was that? That was like a couple days ago. Damn, no. It was really cool. Uh, speaking of a black hole. Oh <laughs> <what>? no. <laughs> it's it's an experience. And I'm very scared. It's an experience that I'm on board with. Uh, wow. Representing Montenegro in the Eurovision Song Contest 2017, it's Slavko Kalasic and Space. Oh my god! I mean, let's be honest, that's a fucking party. Yeah, it's. Good. It's a good song <laughs> and it's a party. What the fuck is that with that braid? I hate the braid. The braid is the best. The braid is so stupid. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yes, he does. He uses it as a lasso. It's incredible. What are you talking about? The braid is beautiful. Slavko is a gift. Slavko <laughs> is a gift and we're not appreciating him. This is Dean all over again. Yes. Wait, it's amazing! Exactly! Dean and his beautiful 2004 song, In the Disco, is, is, is iconic. It's the best. And I was worried that we would never get something that was as comfortable in its sexuality as that Dean. again. And then we get this, and it's even more... Worse. That Better. Better. It's even better. It's worse in the way that it's better. Yes. I love Slavko. Yes, thank you. He's like half of the guys I lift with in LAP. He is! I mean, uh, sure, sure. You met them! I met some of them, yes. Space, huh? What did anything have to do with space except for Rocket to the Stars? That Wait, Weenus Mars? He does say Weenus Mars, which <laughs> I thought it was, it was very, very funny. Does he? Uh... He did. He he did say. His weenus is like penis. Uh, he he did say, "Come into me from within." Okay. Uh, we can be as one in the sin, which is incredible. I love it. This is, this is prime gay club music. That's what I'm saying. This should, by all accounts, be welcomed and popular. Right? Look, if you like Sin for Sebastian, you can't hate this. Well, uh, turns out that what? the Eurovision fandom isn't, like, going wild over this. Hey, 
Um, Fuck off. Or that to say, like, some people are going wild over this in that somehow they think it's it's too much. And I'm like, sure, it, it is a lot. Um, it's a lot. But it's fucking great. Why wouldn't it be allowed to be a lot? Some people think it's it's sort of... Uh, you know, it's it, it's tacky and like the the sexual references are not appropriate and stuff. And I'm like, but why are you suddenly uncomfortable when the gay subtext becomes text? Yeah, I that's just the feeling I get from the reaction to this song. Is that it's all well and nice if a a woman sings things that you can like transplant yourself into and feel pained but once a gay man happily dances around swings his braid up in the air like it's like he's trying to catch cows like he's rustling cows more like steers hello hello um and and he just smiles at the camera and says come into me from within and it's at that point, it's suddenly like, oh, this is too much. Mm, I don't like this. This is... Mm. I'm like, yes, it's nasty. That's why it's Of course it's, it's nasty. Fuck, of course we can get randy and sexual. Yes, it's Eurovision. Like, yes, please. Did you not see In the Disco? It was the best. Whereas this is just like, well, this, this is... This is super is, transgressive. This is a very specific gay type of sexuality. Like... Which... Should not just be underground. It should be seen because then the fucking straight people will also see we're not trying to be like them. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I mean, I am in in a heterosexual yeah, relationship. Okay. We, we are in a heterosexual relationship, but we are both bisexual. We've, I've we've been, been in, in same sex relations. Both of us have been in same sex relations, and this is happenstance. You happen to be a guy. Exactly. It doesn't matter, and it's weird to talk about our sexuality, our sexuality, <laughs> and also stuff within the LGBT community because it it often does feel like you're not part of it because we are in a uh, what's that called uh, um, a, her- a hetero. hetero- well, no, because we're not straight. Not. It's but that's the that's the annoying part. We we can be mistaken for straight, and you know I can't can't fault anyone for that because I don't want to go running around with uh, a huge necklace that says the word "bi" on it. Although, although, um, honestly, I should because I don't like this perception of me. What what if it's like a T-shirt? I hater, bi hater. Yeah. No, because then... No, because then it's like the hater is bi. No, what if, if the front of your shirt says bi, B-I, and the back of your shirt says bi, B-Y-E? Nice. Someone make that shirt for us. It's weird how I feel somehow more queer when I'm in a relationship with you. Not more queer because it is more queer to be with you, but I just have to come out as queer It's because constantly. Yeah, it's because our... A part of our identity is invisible, and it is not immediately assumed or immediately visible to to people. You know, like if you have two men 
on the street holding hands, making out. They're a couple, and people know that like they're gay because you know they're like mm, two men kissing. I wonder if they're a straight couple. That's no one thinks that. Um, yeah, when I was with with a woman, I was like, oh thank God, people see that I'm not straight. Yeah, they a, just see it. And no. It, so it's a visible part of your it, It's an invisible part of your identity that you can't just show. Um, and in, in that sense, it feels queer because it feels like there's something that you're hiding where you're not trying to hide it. And when you try to talk about it, people will pretend like it's not real. I remember? I, yeah, I do. Oh, God. We've had experiences where that's happened, where people are like, that's not real. And so a guy made us like make out in front of him, which is so weird because that's so bis that's such a bisexual thing to want yeah. to you want to watch a straight couple make out. That's the most bisexual thing <laughs> you can want. I suppose so. To be honest, I would have a threesome with that guy. He's super hot. And I don't just want to have threesomes because I'm bisexual. I want to have threesomes because everyone wants to have threesomes. They're super hot. The thing we're talking about... I mean, it, it's okay. We're, we're talking about our identity. We're that's, exclusive. Don't ask us to have a threesome with you. We're talking about our identity because, you know, it feels kind of relevant to posit ourselves within that LGBT space that Eurovision often is. And I do feel very... Um, like, it, it, it did help me sort of accept my sexual identity as yeah. well because like I, yeah i mean it's weird to be like oh i liked your vision yeah I, I guess that part of gay culture i do obviously identify with so maybe i am god when i tell straight. people and my then, boyfriend is into Eurovision, they look at me with like a mix of confusion and pity like yeah. oh she doesn't know her boyfriend's secretly gay I'm not... Fuck off. I'm not secretly gay. You're openly... I'm openly <laughs> bisexual. But you can't be that because you can't just start a conversation with someone and say, hello, I'm bi. But you can start a conversation with someone of like, oh, you're from... You're from... Uh, you're from Estonia? I love your song in Eurovision this year. Yeah, I can do that. And then... And then it's like, oh yeah, me and my boyfriend do a podcast about... Eurovision, and then you get that look. I'm like, oh, you and your boyfriend? Your boyfriend's into Eurovision? He's not a man. That's also a weird stereotype and a weird like assumption about the people who watch Eurovision is that they they would a lot of them be gay. And I think a lot of like the YouTube comments and and people on the Reddit and people on the internet who discuss Eurovision, a lot of them will be gay because they're already into Eurovision before the contest. Um, but a lot of them won't be. They're into music and they're into this camp thing without necessarily, you know. A lot of straight guys enjoy watching Eurovision because it's funny and yeah. it's fun. It is, and that's fine. I'm just saying a lot of the people discussing it probably are not gay or part of the LGBT community in any way. And that might be the part of the odd of the 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 uh the the fans that react negatively to this i don't know there's lots of fucking youtube comments uh and there's lots of things i found out about europe this year uh, oh no no which we'll talk about in another episode just like geopolitical struggles that i wasn't aware of uh oh so i don't know i don't know what like the 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 makeup is of the people who are currently already listening to these songs. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand why some people might think it's too risque and too too out there and too much. I, I'm not telling everyone. I don't. I don't expect everyone to like this either. No, I. I mean, I love this, but I. I know that there's there's gonna be a mixed reaction to this. Absolutely. Of course there which is, is. Which is understandable, but. I just it's it's just so confident, and that it's is my. So and that's my favorite part of it. It's just so confident in this song and what it is. And I think that's what we should all aspire to be. Confident with who we are. Yeah. Fuck off with this Lithuania and Montenegro hate. These people are very confident. Exactly. And doing yeah. like a weird thing. And it's, and just, it's great. If we can't get fucking experimental a little bit in a music contest... Like, you know, let's let's do something that is a little bit more out there. And TBH, these two songs aren't even that out there. So, exactly. Like, let, you know, let's accept some kind of weird shit and let's make it weirder. Beauty Never Lies was bland and terrible and everyone knows it. Don't be, don't try to be like straight people. Don't try to be like straight white women. Straight white women suck. And I used to be one, so I know. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes uh, or any other app that you use to download podcasts. We're probably on there. Join us next time when we'll be talking about another song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest and getting closer to talking about all of them. Oh, God, we're only halfway through our... Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. I love you.